Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Busy, busy week for the University of Arkansas athletic program. We know about the battle for Atlantis going on down in the Bahamas. Stanford, Arkansas, they tip off tomorrow night at 6.30. And then fast forward the next night, Arkansas could play one of two different times depending upon whether or not they win or lose. And the opponent could be either Memphis or Michigan. Then fast forward to Friday, and possibly uh, Arkansas could be playing for the championship. But on Friday, there's also a little game to be played. Trey, do you, do you in Fayetteville, that is football, do you consider this, Trey, a rival game with Missouri? More and more. More and more, the, the more Missouri keeps winning, I think it becomes a rivalry. I mean, there's definitely plenty of reasons for that, and I kind of scoffed at the idea early, but what have they won, seven of eight? I mean, that's a good way to start a rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've tried to fan it a little bit, you know, talking trash about Eli Drinkwitz here and there or talking trash about the Missouri program, getting things riled up a little bit. Um, and, you know, Missouri fans I don't think like me very much, so uh, – <laughs> That's that's part of it. I, I, I do hope that I was texting with Curtis. Curtis is in uh, in the Bahamas right now. Cool. Covering the event. And I was texting him. I was like, is there any talk there about what time this game on Friday might be? Uh, but as of right now, uh, there just doesn't seem to be any way to tell. So um, it could be overlapping the football game. Hopefully that didn't happen. Uh, but uh, it could overlap. If they get to the championship game, it's the same time as the Missouri game. It's a two thirty. Right. They won't know three if they get to the championship game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. I'll yeah. Tell Curtis he should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> He's up there loving it up too much, I guess. Yeah. Having fun. He's on the beach right now. Yeah. He was able to take in an entire uh, Razorback basketball practice uh, today, so that's really that pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Uh, yeah. Trey, this is we. I feel like every day. We, we talk about this NIL business over and over and over again. And I was talking with Rick a few moments ago. I read one of the uh, statements that Sam made, Coach Pittman made, when he said, I look at this as an opportunity for us to change our team, keep the ones that are good players for us and good kids and change our team. Give us a chance to do that. And I think financially we're going to have the money from the NIL to do that. Yeah. And this came by way of our Asher Record Service Company, Live Fan Feedback, Hogfan 101. He said, let's be real. Sam Pittman's comment about NIL and the restructuring the team can be seen as firing players, in parentheses, employees, and hiring new players from the transfer portal how yeah. cold that sounds but how true that is hmm. Hmm. hold on before Slit he answers that you, you think Drink Eric your Musselman blood. hadn't been doing that for the last few years 
Deion Sanders said the other day they're going to have to go out and get more uh, right. offensive linemen out of the transfer portal. That's right. You know, that, nobody, after they after they were you know giving up a bunch of sacks, uh, it's just the way it is now. And you know, right. if players want to be played, then they are going to be talked about as professionals, just the way it is. And so I think that something has to have happened. There was no way that I, the University of Arkansas could keep Sam Pittman on board and just keep everything the status quo with still having questions about NIL stuff and um, you know just feeling like you weren't willing to, you know, pay the money that it was going to cost to be competitive in the SEC. There's no way that that fans could get behind that. And, you know, it's asking a lot of fans a lot anyway uh, to get behind Pittman right now because they have been doing so poorly this year. But it certainly would be without some excitement uh, in this offseason with, with personnel. And that's what so much of it comes down to. I mean, it really does. I mean, you've got if you have players, then generally you're going to have a pretty good team. So something had to have changed that changed Sam Pittman's tone when talking about NIL because I was asking him just was it last week or week before just about uh, you know do they feel like they had the resources they needed and everybody was kind of slamming Pittman about it, saying now NIL's a scapegoat. But he wasn't just talking. He didn't bring it up. I asked him about it. You know, I asked him the question. And so this week when we're talking about it, he certainly had his different tone and sounds like they feel confident that they're going to have the money needed to go out and let's say how it is, since we're doing it, in the theme with the question, go out and buy some players. <laughs> That's right. That's what they're doing. Yep. <laughs> they are. And, and let's go back again. What we said about players, tell them to leave and come back. And, again, on a smaller degree, and I'm not being critical, That's Eric Musselman's been doing that every year. Yeah. And nobody complains because his record's really, really good. And so if that's what it takes, I'm guessing if there are guys that are gone off this team and better players replace them next year, Sam Pittman will be a genius, right? Yeah. Well, part, part of this happened last year. I mean, yeah. look at the guys that are – there was over two dozen players that hit the transfer yeah. portal last year. Right. And everybody was kind of freaking out, but – and there's like five of them that you'd say that one kind of stings out of you know 24 25 that left most of the guys that left couldn't play here a ton of them were in the defensive backfield there were like nine d-backs that left who couldn't start on the worst secondary in the country you know so it wasn't like they improved the roster dramatically people always ask me do you still feel this is the most talented roster Pittman has had yeah i mean the offensive line is a weak point but Everywhere else, especially defense, yeah, I think it is. And so you got to, you have to do that. Everybody else is doing that. You think Lane Kiffin is being Mr. Nice Guy over at Ole Miss? I guarantee you he's not. <laughs> no. Trey, uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is a hypothetical question or what. I'm just going to read it to you, and you can determine how hypothetical it is. Um, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line from the 870. Trey, I'm a coveted player in Arkansas. Convince me to come to Arkansas versus Missouri when they offer me $500,000 more a year. Yeah, that'd be hard to do, wouldn't it? I, I, I'm supposed to be a recruiter for Arkansas, uh, and I've got 
to compete against five hundred thousand dollars i don't know how i could do that um i guess i could say fayetteville's a nicer place to live facilities are better better fans <laughs> that's about it okay all it's right. all going to come down it's all going to come down to, to money, money in a case money like talks that. i mean if, if we're talking you know if we're talking the the price is two hundred thousand dollars or something then and the difference is you know twenty five thousand then maybe maybe we could have an argument or something but if there's a five hundred thousand dollar difference or something then i couldn't i i think <laughs> i would have to tell you hey man Good luck. Go get that bag. Go yeah. get that bag. Congratulations. Go. Good luck. Go get the money bag. All right. This uh, from the five hundred one. What are Trey's thoughts on Blackstock, the big offensive lineman? Yeah, I mean, it seems like a good get for him. Uh, you know, he was the number one ranked junior college interior offensive lineman in the country before he went to Michigan State. Obviously, Michigan State had some issues. I don't believe he was starting at Michigan State when they had the issues and he hit the portal. But, uh, yeah, he was he was a very coveted offensive lineman. A lot of schools wanted him. So, I guess we'll find out when he gets here if, they, if he gets to talk to anybody. Did he just decide he wasn't going to play there after they fired their coach? Because he got fired after uh, he'd already gotten there. So maybe that yeah. was part of it too. We don't know. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure how that yeah. broke down. Me either. All right. This from uh, our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. The one and only Savage says, "Ask Trey, what kind of offensive coordinator would he want for next year, and who? And don't say we'll wait to see what KG does, Kenny Guyton does in the Missouri game." Yeah, I think, uh, you know, somebody with ties to this area would be nice and stuff. But really, ultimately, all I care about is somebody who puts up big numbers, who has a proven track record, and, uh, yeah, who's energetic, innovative, exciting. Um, there's a few guys. I, I, I'm working on the hot list right now. I've got about – it's long. It's got 18 names. But there's a few guys that, that stand out to me. Um I'll just kind of wait. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till tomorrow if you don't mind. Great. I'm releasing my hot board. But there's there's there are a few young kind of up-and-coming type of coaches that um, maybe not a lot of people know about. With Sam talking about overhauling the roster, don't you think that the OC in particular should have a say on the type of players that they want to bring in because to me these players that are there now were recruited to a Kendall Browles style of play. Yeah. A Kendall well, Browles they need to bring in a offense. Kendall Browles style of offensive coordinator. Well, I mean that because it, it sounds like again Sam's almost saying we're gonna start all over. That's what it sounds to me. It sounds like to me. So why not have an offensive coordinator determine how you're gonna shape your roster instead of trying to make a square peg fit into a round hole, as it was with Enos. Yeah, well, I mean, you have the opportunity to transform your roster a lot, but let's, they need to run an up-tempo, hurry-up type of offense. Okay, I mean, that, that's just that's what works in, in college football. I'll tell you, so one name, Brendan Marion. 
Um, now, this would be a cutthroat, drink-your-blood type of hire if, if Pittman went this direction because he's the offensive coordinator at UNLV under his good buddy mm-hmm. Barry, Barry Odom. Odom. Yeah. Right, so he would be he would be taking his offensive coordinator. Um, UNLV's been very good on offense this year. I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but they're I am not. They, eight and two yeah. or something. Yeah, they're they're yeah. Uh, highly bowl qualified, and he's yeah. nine he and is, two. Uh, yeah, he's their uh, second offensive coordinator right. because Bobby, Bobby Petrino, Petrino got hired, and then A and M stole him. So hey, if Arkansas yeah. wants to steal him, go do it. Marion's viewed as the architect of the go go offense, which is. Uh, like an up-tempo style, they utilize 20, 21 personnel, uh, two running backs in the backfield um, that they will line up both to one side of the quarterback. There's a lot of triple option principles, um, and the kind of unbalanced look creates a lot of one-on-one opportunities uh, for the wide receivers. So uh, that would be, you know, kind of fall in line with maybe, you know, still an up-tempo, hurry-up style, but, you know, a little bit of innovation, things you know, some things that not a lot of people are doing just yet that has has worked um, for UNLV. And you know, he's been around a little bit. He coached at Texas. He coached wide receivers there uh, before he went to UNLV. He's still pretty young guy, 36. Uh, so you know, that that would be one guy that kind of jumps out as a possibility to me. I had him on my offensive coordinator hot board last year. Um, that may it might have been up for a day because they introduced Danny Eno so quickly. Uh, so, you know, that would be one guy I would say just as a preview to uh, that, you know, is kind of intriguing to me. Uh, this from Eric by way of our Asher Record Service Company live feed and feedback says, are the Waltons and the Missouri football coach working together to pluck the top talent out of Arkansas, am I the only one noticing this? I mean, Missouri's got something going on with NIL, obviously, that they feel good about and it's working for them. Well, we we pointed out yesterday, and it, there is a member of the Walton family that is a Missouri grad. Uh, don't know if it's a Sam's granddaughter or whoever it is. And remember, they named the basketball facility after her husband and anyway and then something happened that they had to take the naming rights off but that doesn't mean that that family still isn't contributing to large sums of money but that's not Mm -hmm. you can't say that's walmart doing that or that's the waltons doing it jim alice uh, rob they're not involved in that at all so that's that Hmm. yep they're missouri Um, yeah Here's the deal, though. I mean, like, if Arkansas can't get in the game with Missouri and Ole Miss, and that's just a, that's a problem. You can't like I can understand a player leaving Arkansas for Alabama. I don't like it, but I can understand why they would do that. Or Georgia, uh, I can understand why a player would leave Arkansas to go to Stanford for different reasons. I don't like it, but I can understand it. I cannot. I cannot just sit there and take Arkansas losing a head-to-head battle for an in-state recruit with Missouri or Ole Miss and it coming down to money. It shouldn't just never happen. It shouldn't. But you just got through talking about if a player saying he can get 500000 more from Missouri, right. I, I, you can't fight every battle like that. Well, if it's if it's a elite player inside the state that you're going that you want and you're going head to head with, uh, five hundred thousand sounds like quite a lot of money, but um, 
I mean, that's that's quite the hypothetical. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, like if that's if Arkansas isn't willing to do that, then or can't do it, then you have no choice but to say, hey, go get them. You know, good luck in Missouri. But that shouldn't. I'm, what I'm saying, my point, Randy, is that that should never be the case. Arkansas is an SEC team making millions and millions and millions of dollars. Their TV deals, ticket sales and such, um, and they're, the fans are great. The fans support the program. They want to be there for the program. Um, there are good boosters here. There's no reason that the NIL should be, you know, an issue to where you can't compete with, you know, a school like Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss doesn't have near the endowment that University of Arkansas does. doesn't have near the funds. You know, I mean, it's it just shouldn't be going on. That's what that's the point I'm saying. Sure. Casey, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Uh, yes, sir, Trey. I was just wondering about um, you're talking about NIL and stuff, but what about KJ Jackson? For mm-hmm. I guess it was next year, 2025. Or you mean KJ Jefferson? No, or, no, no, oh, KJ Jackson, the new incoming quarterback. Yeah, okay, right. the incoming quarterback. So I hadn't heard a word about him and. At all. That's so, good. I mean, what are we if somebody's about committed and you haven't heard a word about him, then that's good. Because <laughs> the only thing you'd be hearing is be negative news. Well, what, is, what are we thinking about him? He's a four-star, right? Yeah, he's a four-star recruit. Uh, you know, I think he's a guy that, uh, you know, really has a lot of similar traits as K.J. Jefferson in a lot of ways. He's not quite the runner, I don't think, that K.J. is. He's a left-handed quarterback. Um, but what's weird is – like you look at his listed height and weight, it's like almost identical to what KJ's was. You look at his um, his recruit ranking, almost identical in the same spot that KJ Jefferson was in. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that we haven't, you know, heard, you don't want to hear about anybody really, aside from maybe some statistic updates and stuff of how their yeah, high school season is going. Yeah. You know, if they're already on board, because if you do, then that's usually it's not a good sign. Well, yeah, I just want to hear about. It. The statistics and stuff, you know what they're doing in high school. So. Thank you, Casey. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I couldn't tell you that. I mean, I'm obviously locked in on Arkansas, and, you know, Danny does our recruiting stuff, so I'm not sure what his numbers have been this year. All right, Trey, this from our uh, Southern Structural Solutions bus text line. Question for Trey. This from the 501. Uh, do you think we'll be able to keep our defense together, or will they transfer – and go to better teams and get more NIL money. I don't think Trey can answer that yeah. right now, can you? Well, this is where Arkansas has to hold things together. You know, they have to go out and get players, sure, but they also have to hold together uh, what's on campus right now. And you're talking about, you know, I think it's notable that Eric Gregory uh, isn't walking on on Friday, you know, as a, as a, as a fifth-year senior. He has another year of eligibility. Kiwi Rose isn't walking. Tank Booker isn't walking. Anthony Booker, um, Deshaun Stewart isn't walking, so you've got a lot of players, uh, you know, that you could you can bring back. You'll lose Trajan Jeffcoat. You could lose Landon Jackson early. Trajan Jeffcoat's out of eligibility. You could lose Landon Jackson to the NFL draft. Uh, Zach Williams is out of eligibility. John Morgan is out of eligibility. Uh, Antonio Greer at linebacker is out of eligibility. Everybody else can come back. Everybody in the secondary can come back except for Al Walcott and Ladarius Bishop. So you've got an opportunity to 
keep a lot of those guys. But yeah, it'll there'll be. I mean, like if we don't think that there are other schools that are tampering right now or in the year of certain Arkansas players, then you're fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. Because the NCAA has made it clear that they can't do anything about it. Coaches have complained about it going back to the last couple of years, and there hasn't been a single thing come up about it. So, yeah, you'll have some work to do. You might have some work to do to keep some of these defensive coaches on board. I mean, they did a, a great job this year considering where Arkansas was previously. So, yeah, you got to keep your best one. Sam Pittman said that the other day, and uh, it's just the way it is. Randy, can I get my promo in real sure. quick? hurry. Yeah, yeah, well, we're 75% off uh, technically – starting today but we we kind of did an early deal yesterday and got it off the ground but 75 percent off at hogsports.com breaks down to seven cents a day 52 cents a week 224 a month and build at just 26 dollars and 85 cents for the year so if you want to get in on all the transfer portal stuff that's coming up all the recruiting stuff transfer portal opens december 5th a lot of stuff going on h-a-w-g sports.com part of the 24 7 sports network no promo code just go to the site and sign up it's about half a cent for um Waking hours. You broke it down. I tried to. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great deal. Seven cents a day. You can't find much better than that.